My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, where I talk all about Vedic astrology or Jyotish, the science of light. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the November 2019 horoscope and what's going on according to Vedic astrology, which follows the exact placements of the planets in the sky based on the same calculations as astronomy. So if you want to see this for yourself, you can look at the night sky app and see exactly where all this stuff is playing out. And today I'll talk about how it's affecting us here in our physical human bodies on planet Earth and all this celestial stuff externally way out there, how it affects us down here. So the biggest thing happening right now today is I'm recording this and wish me luck. It's Mercury retrograde. Hopefully I don't have to redo this whole recording. Uh, but as you've all probably experienced, if you have some understanding of astrology, Mercury retrograde has become a pretty well-known thing and the de facto thing to blame all of your problems on. So if you're late to work, you missed a contract uh, deal or a detail in the contract, or anything you want to just blame all your life problems on, Mercury Retrograde is here for you for the next three weeks and you can abnegate yourself of all responsibility. Now I'm just kidding, of course, uh, but this is a great time for reviewing and going back over things, uh, spe uh, specifically as Mercury goes from Scorpio back to Libra. So today on October 31st, it starts this retrograding. And you might have actually experienced some of these issues, communication issues, IT issues, uh, issues with your business, commerce, uh, things that Mercury rules. You might have to repeat yourself or redo things. Uh, if there's any sort of issues like that coming up already, then you know you're starting to feel this Mercury retrograde. If Mercury is a really strong planet in your chart, that might be the case for you. Uh, but it's now moving backwards into Libra is where it will land in about a week. And then it goes two more weeks going retrograde through Libra. And it starts to move forward again in about three weeks. And that's late uh, November, around November 20th. So if you're listening to this now when it goes live, just give yourself about three weeks to not have to move things forward avoid signing contracts if you can, avoid initiating completely new projects. But this is a great time to review, revise, rest, restore, recharge, recenter, reorganize. And if you've got a bunch of stuff just laying around in the closet to let it go, put it on sale, uh, you know, maybe bring it to a thrift shop, uh, just clear things out. This is creating space for the next several weeks to follow, several months to follow after that, which will be awesome time as we'll get into uh, in a little bit here. Some There's some very significant transits coming up very soon. But that's the first one to look at. Mercury retrograde starts October 31st, and then it continues to retrograde all the way until November 20th when it goes direct. And this is in the area of Libra, it's going from Scorpio back to Libra, and then again, soon back to Scorpio. And this is, again, uh, all the things to do with Libra and Scorpio, particularly Libra. So relationships. Uh, Libra also is related to business and uh, relationships in business, business partners. Uh, anything to do with that, maybe having conversations, challenging conversations with your partner, your business partners, things that just need to get addressed. And this is a great time to go back and do them. Uh, and if you don't, often what will happen is you'll try to move forward, but those things you didn't address will slow you down now or soon in the future. 
as you're trying to move forward and you want to sort of get on this train of what's about to happen here with all this energy moving forward with Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, so we'll want to make sure that we've cleaned up the past and created space for all this new stuff. I always think of it like uh, basically I can't receive new things if I've got my hand closed in a fist. There's no way I can receive something new into my hands. So I've got to be able to let go of that fist, to let go of the past, to clear up the past, to create space and nature abhors a vacuum so it will be filled by something if it's if you're already overwhelmed filled to the brim with tasks and uh, clutter uh, you're not gonna have space for what's coming to you and we want to make that space this is the time to do that in relationships especially relationship coaching anything to do with relationships would be very helpful this time so what's starting to happen here is Jupiter is now moving into Sagittarius so as I mentioned, uh, you know, I'm always looking at the big picture of everything that's happening. So Jupiter is moving into Sagittarius and that's really a several month cycle as it starts to move into Capricorn. So from November, November 4th is when we've got that Jupiter moving into Sagittarius all the way until I'm looking for the exact date here, uh, March 19th, Jupiter moves into Capricorn. So what I'm looking at is my own personal chart that I've created that has all the transits on it in a way that really makes sense for me. And I actually share this in my Mindful New Year retreat. If you're curious about that, I'll share more about that at the end. But Jupiter and Sagittarius. So Jupiter loves to be in Sagittarius. All the words you can think of, keywords here are synonymous Jupiter to Sagittarius. So spirituality, beliefs, religion, uh, anything to do with uh, higher learning, and all, all these, and it depends where it is specifically in your chart. So if you know your birth chart and your moon chart, look for where Sagittarius is. For example, if you're an Aries rising or an Aries moon sign, that's going to be in your ninth house. So for example, for an Aries rising or Aries moon sign, this will be a great time for travel and all things to do with the ninth house, which are synonymous with Sagittarius and Jupiter, going to foreign lands, pilgrimages, Studying with your teacher, because Jupiter in Sanskrit is Guru. The word Guru is the word for the planet Jupiter in Sanskrit. So working with teachers. And so Jupiter has been in Scorpio recently throughout this year. And it went direct. So it went retrograde back in April, went direct in August. And uh, so basically it was in Sagittarius earlier this year. Uh, up to April, it, it basically went into Sagittarius just for about a month. So March, late March, what was happening for you in late March until about mid-late April? All right. So think back to that, what started to happen, what changed for you? Uh, for me, there was a lot going on with my personal debts and paying that off and things sort of shifted significantly there without getting into the weeds of things. But there was a significant shift that happened right then for me that has now shifted in the opposite direction now that Jupiter is basically catching back up to where it was late March. And it's very positive for me at least. Jupiter is a benefic, it's the greatest benefic planet. So wherever it is, it can bring great fortune, luck, prosperity, wealth, abundance, joy, happiness, freedom, expansion, growth, prosperity in the areas now of Sagittarius, which are in many ways synonymous with that, but like your own personal growth, your spiritual practices, your personal development. And again, it depends where it is in your uh, birth chart and your, your rising sign and your moon sign. 
but also you want to look at where Jupiter is just naturally in your birth chart because that's going to give you an idea of where it's affecting as well. So like for me, Jupiter is in my sixth house of debts and enemies and health and wellness and day to day. Uh, so it, it does for me when Jupiter transits, it tends to affect those areas to some degree, no matter what sign it is. So you want to look at where Jupiter is in your chart in general as well to understand its specific effects for you. But even without knowing your chart, just look back at what was happening late March to late April and notice what's if it hasn't started already. Watch for the next couple weeks if things start to maybe come to uh, build some momentum from what was happening back then. And it's really this cycle now that's going to go on for quite a while. So again, this is starting on the 4th. And basically, this energy is carrying all the way through March into around March 20th. And then Jupiter goes into Capricorn. Very different energy. We'll talk about that when we get to March. Uh, but then Jupiter goes retrograde in May 2020. So it's going to come back to Sagittarius. So there's some sort of lesson that you started learning in March. You're going to uh, bring more awareness, more growth in that area starting this month. And then more growth, more awareness when you go back to it. You're going to have to review and bring some more resolution. Uh, all the retrograde things apply when you get to May 2020 all the way to September 2020. So somewhere around there. Uh, so that that whole general timeline, everything is, you know, not exact precise. Like sometimes, like for me, I've experienced this Mercury retrograde effects for the last week or so leading up to this. I feel like I'm experiencing the Jupiter effects like right now, like today it's it started and kicked in, even though it's like five days early. So you always want to look around these general dates for those effects. So it's on November 7th when Mercury goes back into Libra officially. So again, reviewing all those things to do with relationships. We've got a lot going on in Scorpio right now today. So anything to do with secrets, hidden mysteries, unresolved things of the past, the depths of things uh, might be coming to the surface now this, this time of year. And uh, actually to some degree all throughout this month, but we're going to have more of that Libra energy as Mars goes into Libra with Mercury in the sun. Uh, so Mercury goes there on the 7th, Mars comes in there with Libra on the 10th, the Sun's there as well, and then we've got the full moon in Aries, and that's ruled by Venus, and uh, so this Venus-Libra energy is really strong this month, great month for relationships. Barani's the most sensual and sexual nakshatra, so if you have a sexual, sensual partner, a relationship of that degree. Uh, this is a great time for that, the full moon uh, on the 12th, November 12th. So then we go into the sun moves into Scorpio on November 18th, right? So you can see there's a lot of energy around Scorpio, Libra, and Sagittarius to some degree this month as well. Uh, so uh, Sagittarius more so towards the end of the month, especially here. Uh, so we've got sun in Scorpio, on the 18th bringing more emphasis the sun is not as important if you're coming from a western astrology background it's not all about the sun here so the sun is important it's for your sort of energy vitality so you might have more energy vitality to do with things like going into the depths of things this is good for the mercury retro mercury retrograde which is still going on a few more days in this cycle at this point 
just anything where you want to uh, talk about spirituality, personal growth, depths of things, the meaning of things, psychology, working with a therapist, anything like that, maybe working with, a, again, relationship coach, relationship therapy, things to do with resolving issues in relationships and communications are very much favored this month and going to the depths of those things. And then Mercury goes direct on the 21st, so it starts to move forward in Libra, so you might see some forward growth in your relationships from there. After you've cleared all the way, now we move forward, and really, that's sort of the last thing. Uh, there's nothing else retrograde this month, it's just that uh, Mercury. And then it goes direct, and then it's like the brakes are off uh, up until and then Saturn moves into Capricorn in January, late January, Jupiter, uh, in late January, it's the, the Chinese New Year starts there. Uh, Jupiter dictates what the Chinese New Year is. So it's a great time. This whole, obviously in the Northern Hemisphere, in the West, it's the New Year as well. So really, after this Mercury goes direct on November 21st, wherever you felt held back, limited, withdrawn, maybe shy, closed off, maybe repressing emotions, work through that this is your time your opportunity now these next three weeks to really work through that address that stuff so you've got the space and the openness for what's to come because now really from late november until may it's just like the brakes are off you got a lot of energy a lot of support momentum uh and saturn goes retrograde in may so we'll get to that when we get there but uh this this is a great time right now to just clear the space these next three weeks and then things move forward wherever you felt stuck notice that notice what's holding you back and take the actions do whatever is necessary to create space to move forward from there so the next big thing happening is venus in sagittarius on the 22nd and that's joining jupiter saturn pluto and k2 all hanging out there in sagittarius so a lot of emphasis on spirituality, personal growth, personal practices. So if you don't already have a spiritual teacher or guide or a practice that guides you in some way, this is a great month to find that and find great teachers and have great teachers and receive guidance and wisdom, particularly in things to do with relationships with all this Venus Libra energy that's so strong. And then we've got the new moon on the 26th so this even more so like if you haven't started new things by this point because mercury goes direct there on the 21st and we've got all this energy in sagittarius generally a pretty positive sign for most people uh, especially if you're like a sag rising this is just like a big time for you uh, and then we go into november 16th is where the new moon happens in anuradha or scorpio uh, it's ruled by saturn which is in jupiter so just so much emphasis on Sagittarius, Scorpio, and Libra this month. So those energies basically going into the depths, personal growth, expansion, and relationships. These are the real keywords for this month. And if you focus your energy on there and making sure those things are in a state of flow, they feel good, they feel nourishing, you've cleaned up anything and debris that's getting in the way of your personal growth, then you're just set up for the next really until may from november to may a lot of personal growth and expansion and exploration and whatever that specifically is for you so if you're curious like mm, i'm not sure exactly how this applies to me 
you want to get your birth chart and if you have your birth time uh, a great source resource for this is the astro sage app or astro sages website you can put in your info to get your chart there and if you don't know your time you can at least get your moon chart if you don't know your birth time uh, and just see where uh, this stuff lands for you specifically jupiter because that's a big cycle going on and then saturn which we'll talk more about especially in the january episode uh, but basically and saturn and jupiter are coming together uh, which they they're starting this month uh, so this is once jupiter goes in sagittarius so jupiter and saturn are coming together which hasn't happened in 20 years it happens once every 20 years uh, this is very significant so jupiter and saturn are the teachers they bring a lot of lessons and growth with time Jupiter's more benefic, Saturn's more malefic in general, uh, but they bring us the hard-won lessons that take time that are often the most significant lessons in life. Jupiter, guru, the teacher. Saturn, the disciplinarian in a lot of ways. And then it's going to go into Capricorn, and Jupiter's going to go into Capricorn, and there's going to be a lot more structure. But this time is great for exploration, travel, spiritual growth, pilgrimages, retreats, things like that. This is why I chose to have my retreat this time of year. Uh, it's coming up in January. Uh, so if you're doing anything like that, that's very much favorable this time of year. I'm personally I, uh, I'm going on my own little retreat this month uh, to work with this energy, right? And if, often I find like if you don't manifest this energy in an intentional, positive way, it'll come out some other way. Like maybe, you know, you might have, if you've had some sort of fallout with a, a spiritual teacher this year or in the recent, maybe in the last year and a half or so, that's very common. I've seen that for a lot of people recently with all that's been happening in Sagittarius and Saturn and K2 and Sagittarius. That's coming to a close. That's just about to the end of it. So there's some big cycle for you that's that's coming to a close here. This two and a half year cycle with Saturn. It's how long it stays in a sign. So that's, that's wrapping up by January. It might already be wrapping up. There might already be some full circle quality of what's happening for you around uh, your teachers, your disciplines, your practices, your spiritual communities. But now Jupiter comes in there and it says, all right, we're closing out that cycle with Saturn. Now we're going to move forward more positive, more growth, more optimistic and expansion from what we've learned from those lessons. And Jupiter and Saturn now come together to give us more growth, more expansion. And maybe you have something to teach, depending on where all this lands in your chart. Or maybe you just have a deeper relationship with a teacher in your life. But I would say maybe you've learned something from this whole experience. Maybe you've learned something from this two and a half year cycle that now you can share with others and we can move forward and grow together and learn from each other's experience. So that's my overview of the November 2019 horoscope based on Vedic astrology, where the stars, planets are in the sky. And if you want to do a reading with me, you can schedule that at quietmind.yoga slash astrology. And you can check out my uh, retreat I'm doing called Mindful New Year at mindfulnewyear.com. That's January 17th weekend in Austin, Texas at a ranch. There's also an online version. If you can't join us in person, you can do it online and get all the same content, which will have my full year horoscope. It's a single page spreadsheet that I look at that I'm looking at right now that has every significant thing on it. So I can just look at it in a glance and see all the significant things happening. 
I have not seen this exist anywhere else. I spent hours putting this together myself and I spend hours every now and then just upgrading it and updating it and making it more fun to look at and play with. Uh, so I'm making one of those that to share with everybody. So that will be uh, available to everybody who signs up for Mindful New Year. It integrates Vedic Astrology, Yoga, and Ayurveda, which I haven't even really touched on the Yoga and Ayurveda today. Uh, but if you're curious, pranayama practices are always favorable during Mercury retrogrades. Doing the Bodhi Mudra, the thumb to pinky finger, not the Bhuti Mudra, as it might sound. Bodhi Mudra, Bodhi means wisdom. That's thumb and pinky together. And uh, doing pranayama practices, like just slow, deep, mindful breathing even, or maybe Nadi Shodhana or some other practice that resonates with you which I've mentioned in previous episodes, and I share often on my Quiet Mind Yoga podcast. So pranayama practices, the Buddhi Mudra, very favorable this month to channel that air element energy of Mercury and direct it. And I find over the years, like if, if nothing else, if you learn nothing else from yoga practices, to have a smooth, even, deep breath helps regulate everything else in the system. A smooth, even, deep breath. And often what happens is our breath becomes shallow and erratic, and that is the precursor to all diseases, according to Ayurveda, and my own experience and my own witnessing with students. So smooth, relaxed, deep breaths this month as Mercury goes retrograde and stirs everything up. Come back to that smooth, relaxed, deep breath and make your decisions from that still, quiet voice that speaks when you create that smooth, relaxed, deep breath. That's the Atman, that's the true self. And that is the same thing that all the rishis and seers and sages who created Vedic astrology tuned into when they created the system, not from their own sort of creation out of nothing, but from their own listening and awareness and attunement to what was happening in nature and following the patterns. And you can tune into these things too with your own practices just by listening. And trust your intuition, trust your guidance, and have an awesome month. And I'll be back next week with continuing our series on the houses.